Hey, 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 legendary closers, John Albert Ferguson here coming at you. And today I want to talk about something that actually happens quite often. And the only people that really talk about it and I think care are closers. And that's commission scale drama. Anyways, we're going to talk about the drama on commissions. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort, how do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Hey, what is up, Legendary Closers? So real quick, I I know I'm going to be talking about a little bit of a controversial subject, and I don't like to sound like I'm coming off complaining, but I got to be real with you. When you mess with my money, you mess with my emotions, and that comes straight out of the movie Friday, and that is one of my favorite freaking movies. Chris Tucker had me rolling the entire time. Now, anyways... Now that you got that picture in your head, here's the deal. I was on a sales team where early on in my career, the CEO actually changed the pay scale midstream. We were halfway through the year. We were on some major projects and we're doing some phenomenal stuff. He cut our commissions into a third of what we were making and everyone went ballistic. Now, the one thing that we didn't see was that commissions also changed on in-house products. No one was looking at that because we were not focused on that. We were selling things in a different manner, and it really irked all of us. I mean, I'm telling you right now, when you mess with somebody's money, you mess with their emotions. And if you are a closer, you get it. You understand it. It's the reason why we go from different sales team to another sales team, from one guru to the next guru, from an MLM that you've enjoyed for a long time to the next MLM. When somebody messes with your money and your livelihood, you fall out of trust with them. You fall out of love for the product, the service that you may have still have some feelings for. And when that happens, it's over. And so I just remember the situation. The CEO came in. He pretty much just told us, here's what it is. Here's what it's like. And the words that came out of his mouth have sat with me my entire life from that point forward. What he said was, is that no salesperson should ever make more than a CEO. I'm quoting this guy. No salesperson should ever make more money than the CEO. And we just kind of giggled and laughed and looked and we're like, dude, hey, you wouldn't have your commissions. You wouldn't have the checks rolling in. Your stock options would not be possible without the freaking salespeople. Now, this episode has a bit of fire because I'm not trying to get us salespeople against the CEO or the gurus. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you have a bad egg, you have a bad egg. And this dude was a bad egg. So what happened? right? Pay scale changed. That's messing with my money, right? The things we could afford in the past, that freaked us out. Things happened literally overnight. Now, maybe some of you guys have gone through that. Some of you have probably had your entire sales situation shut down. Company's gone. You've got no ability. So what do you do? Like in this situation, people were quitting their job. They were leaving, looking for floors. It was like the lights came on and everyone scattered. Okay. Some of us stayed. Some of us said, look, 
Let's wait it out. Let's see what happens. Other people just didn't know what to do. They didn't know where to go, if they should stay, if they should go, and they just froze. They didn't do anything. And that was probably the worst situation to, to be in, is not doing it. Here's, here's what I knew, and here's what I know, and this is what I tell all of my coaching clients, all of the students I work with one-on-one, and here's what I tell each and every one of the CEOs and gurus that I work with, the experts that hire closers. One, don't mess with the pay scale. Number two, if you have to mess with the pay scale, you have to explain it in a way that the closer and marketers can understand. Because if you don't, you have chaos and no one wants chaos in a business. See, all I wanted to do and all I've ever wanted for any of the salespeople that I've personally hired or that I am currently working with, I want them to have a mid six-figure income at the very least. I want to make sure that you have no worries for income. I don't want you to have to go and worry about where your money's coming in, or if your paycheck's going to be lighter next month or next week. I just wanted to go to bed at night knowing that the effort that I put in, the hard work, the people that I had helped, the people that I was serving and enrolling, not only were to be serviced well by the company, but that I was going to earn the agreed upon commission that I earned by being a salesperson. And that's what I really wanted to do. And I could rest at night and I could have faith and build loyalty and I could create essentially the relationship that I wanted to have with the organization. And it's kind of funny. You say the relationship you want to have with the organization, guys, we're people. And if you are not the sales manager, you have a sales manager. If you are the sales manager, then you're working with all the other directors and the VIPs, the VP, sorry, of the organization. You may even be the individual working directly with the influencer, the individual who is the subject matter expert. You may be working with the CEO and the guru. No matter what, there is a relationship there. So the breakdown for us, everything that we kind of walked into was that, you know what? The vehicle shut down. This bus that all of us closers were on, the engine shut down because the driver stopped the bus and he said, look, you're not worth it. I can't keep you on the bus. That's how we all felt was that when they messed with our commissions and we heard the quote that shocked us, it literally devalued and diminished our desire to work. And so being a closer, being a salesperson on how we're going to earn our income, that method of earning your income, that just shut down. Like that bus paused for us for quite some time. And obviously we had to call our leads, obviously we're still working with clients. And so we had to find a way forward. But for a lot of us, even myself, I kind of turned inward. Like, am I in the right profession? Am I working with the right people and I valued enough, like how could this happen to me? Right. And I know that was what was going on in a lot of the heads of my friends. A lot of the other salespeople that I was working with at the time were like, how could this happen? See, what you have to realize is, is when the CEO didn't believe in us or our worth, our work ethic also started to hurt. Like if this person felt that way about us, that we were essentially a dime a dozen and that they could find another closer anywhere better than us. Well, we had two choices. We could quit, give up, go to another call floor where we were valued, where we could go build another road team and be valued even more, or we could stay and we could do something different. You see, I was not convinced that the leads were bad. I knew the leads were great. I knew the experience was awesome for our clients, but we had an issue. And how do we fix that? 
And so, you know, it just drives me nuts when this happens today because it doesn't have to. If you set a structure in place, you can actually have an agreement in place with your salespeople that can stay in place the entire time your business is running. Now, unless you change your marketing, unless, you know, where you are advertising changes the audience that you're going after, then there shouldn't be much fluctuation in leads and opt-ins and the people who essentially the demographic of buyers that you're working with. And so, you know, when it comes to that, what I started to do was I, we just kind of took a look at the commission scale. And, you know, if this ever happened to you, you know, what happened to us was the products and services that we were selling, these were like the crown jewels. We were so focused on selling those because we knew that we could hit our commission scale. We hit our paycheck. We hit the income that we wanted. But what we missed was some of the other products and services that were available Sometimes we didn't add to the sale. Why? Well, they didn't really boost it that much. We maybe didn't see them as valuable, but the company did. And I went home at night and I'm sitting there thinking, what do we got to do? And so our commission scale, our business model, it literally changed. And so I said, okay, here's the new commission scale. What's going on? Because we had a host of services, a host of products. And what I noticed was there was this grouping of in-house products that we sold that were bundled a part of the program that were now given a lot more weight in our commission. That if we sold more of these products and services, it actually was sometimes 30 or 40% more than what we were paid on previously. And I said, look, can we adapt to this? So I, again, turned inward in a different way, knowing my personal worth as a salesperson in this career that I had developed at this point. I was like, okay, how do we engineer our sales process around the products and services it looks like the company is pointing us towards and close the sales? So we did that. So I came in like literally with a couple of days, I came with my the sales team. I'm like, guys, look, check it out. If we sell these and we bundle this, we leave with that and we make sure that each one of these products and services added to each sale that we make, guess what? We'll be making more money. And I was like, I don't know if the CEO knows this. Because if he knows this, he'll be writing even bigger checks than he was before. And he's going to be absolutely upset, like beside himself. And so, so I said, guys, look, drop the bomb on us. Let's go do it. Let's just go do it like this whole month. Let's crush it. And the interesting thing was they went from weekly checks and weekly sales to monthly sales. And again, I'm not a math whiz. I've got dyslexia. And, you know, math hasn't been too big of an issue, but part of my learning disability is that, is that math works, but I have to spend some time on it to understand it. And when I do, I can nail it. But when you change it midstream from weekly payouts and commissions and weekly goals and such into a monthly payout and monthly goals and the whole process changes, like everything got turned upside down. But... We went from, I think it was like 150 people on the team down to 28 salespeople. And those 28 salespeople went to town. Now, regardless of what the CEO thought about us, what they thought about our value and our wealth, we actually crushed it. And they were writing such big checks that they wanted to change the commission scale again. And that was kind of a mutiny. <laughs> they didn't end up doing it. I actually left this company before they did it because they did end up lowering the commissions again. Because again, 
No one can make more than the CEO, right? Now, again, like I said, this is not a dig on any one individual or any one company, but we found a way around it. And for that period of time, we crushed it. We killed it. We did way more than what we did, which gave us the time and the confidence to say, look, whether they valued us or not, whether we are the asset in their mind or not, we proved that we can be adaptable for ourselves. We proved that we could find a way to make what we needed to make out of it until we maybe even had to find something better. Or if you have a person in place that goes, good, I wanted you to sell those products and I incentivized you by changing the commission scale and then communicate with that with you, you don't got to go anywhere else. You can stay right there. So at the end of the day, it gave me a lot of clarity and a lot of confidence. And, you know, when I talk to salespeople now, when they're going through very similar things where their paycheck is different or they're used to making a certain amount of money and then their pay scale changes because they either went with a different company or the company had to change it or the leads got worse. They're having to do a lot more work just to earn a quarter of what they used to be making is I want them to pause. I want you guys to, to stop a minute in your tracks and your stinking thinking and think, okay, what is it that I can do that will actually help me increase my sales? What efforts are uh, more money-making efforts and what efforts are the ones that are taking it away from me? And where can I put my energy and my thought to succeed rather than grovel and complain and quit? Because that ain't getting you anywhere. That's just never going to. And, you know, if I wouldn't have gone through that horrendous experience, I probably would not have been able to help other people and see these things. Now, I'm going to tell you, I probably didn't act as well as I should have. And I knew I was on the outs. And I think it was like two days before I was gone, I wrote an email to the CEO. And I still have a copy of this email. Maybe one day on the podcast, I'll share it. But the email was a pretty scathing, well-written email from one of his team members. that has an open door policy. You can email, talk to whoever you wanted to. So I mistakenly hit all company on the outbox. And so it went to everybody, customer service. It went to every salesperson, manager, VP, board member. And I'm talking, we had a couple hundred people in this organization. <laughs> oh yeah, that wasn't an accident. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Oh, anyways, I got a interesting email back and it was a big laugh, but you know, at the end of the day, I wanted to maintain my posure, <laughs> my composure, and I figured, you know what? I'm going to take my power back. As I'm leaving, as we are staking the flag in the ground that salespeople have power, salespeople are an asset to all organizations if that salesperson is committed, if that person holds themselves in a legendary status. We're always committed to improving our craft, not giving up, finding solutions for ourselves, for our client internally and externally, the prospect and the person that we're serving and selling for. And if that's for us, we're committed. We're not posers. We're maintaining our composure. Anyways, guys, this was a fun episode. Probably revealed a little bit more about you know some of the, the antics of the past. But again, I hope if some of you guys are going through some of that, let me know. Hit me up and uh, would love to help you through it. If you have any questions, have any needs, and you're going through some of those challenges or just trying to find the right call floor to be on, you know, let me know. I'd be here to help you. But again, another amazing podcast. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Love each and every one of you. If you wouldn't mind liking, sharing, and commenting on the podcast, it will help us with our rankings. It will help us help more salespeople find this information, this message. And if it's helping you, if it is resonating with you, join the group. 
We have a group on Facebook called Legendary Closers, and it is all for you. And we're spending quite a bit of time in there helping closers like yourselves, like myself, build a community that we can depend on each other and we can work together and overcome some of the stuff like we just talked about today on the podcast. Anyways, guys, peace out. Have a fantastic day. Hey, what is up, legends? Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Really appreciate hanging out with you guys and being able to share what has changed my life so much and taking you guys on this journey of helping salespeople live legendary lives and have legendary income. You know what? There's a group of us that hang out each and every day on Facebook. And the group that we have is called Legendary Closers. If you want to head on over to Facebook and join us in more conversations like this, actually being able to work with and interact with closers just like yourself who are looking to level up their lifestyles and join the journey of getting better and becoming legendary, I want to give you an opportunity to get a free training from me just from joining the group. It's a training that we've sold for over $5,000 when it first came out. Now we sell it consistently for $1,000 and I'm going to give it to you absolutely for free. And it's a training that we've created to help closers ask better questions in order to uncover the secrets behind why people buy, why individuals are buying from you. And it'll absolutely get people to beg you to buy. They're going to beg to buy from you. I'm super excited to give this to you and I want to give it to you when you join the Legendary Closers Facebook group on Facebook. So head on over to Facebook and join the conversation working with each and every one of those other closers that are also a part of the Legendary Closer family. 